1: Good morning, to Elliot. What's up, Elliot? Please remember,
0: you're the only heavyweight when it comes to beat the hammer. Thank you. All right, you, you got this. I believe in you.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate that. The only thing I'll say is I like to think there are other heavyweights, and it makes my victories against them all the more impressive. So I'll just I'll put that out there, okay? Like when Very Rock humble. beat Apollo, yeah. okay? Yeah. Like part of what yeah. made it special is he didn't beat freaking Spider Rico at the end of the fight. You know, Rocky He beat Apollo. I just want to say that. Okay. Thank if you. you say so. Okay. Elliot, let's start with Slay. Um, Two different issues here. Let's start with what do you make of what was said in that podcast?
0: I I think it's mostly correct. I I think that, you know, there's no doubt that being an athlete in Philadelphia is just way harder than it is in other cities. And the reality is part of that is there's extreme highs, right? Like if you win here in Philadelphia, you, you, you know, cherish that, I guess, and you experience that more than you do in other cities like it just matters way more here but the re- but the flip side of that is it's really hard to win all the time and when you're not winning it is extremely hard on these athletes like being a philadelphia eagle or being the head coach of the eagles or, the, or a quarterback or you know serious Slay, you a know, high-profile guy like that's not an easy life in terms yeah. of just the pressure that's on you and the extreme criticism that that you undergo so look they're in the nfl they played for the eagles they experienced it like I think if that's what they're saying, like, then that's correct, and I believe.
2: I agree with how, you. Agree how with big that. a problem is that, Elliot? And and how how remote or realistic is the possibility that this actually affects free agency? You know, if this rumor, uh, you always no, this whoever idea, pays the no, most, whoever money. pays the most, most gets the guy. Are we sure? Uh, uh, yep. I do
0: think. Look, it, it always comes down to money. No question about that. Whoever pays the most gets them. But there's again, there's two sides. Like if you're if you're a free agent and you come to Philadelphia. You know that you have a chance. You're playing in primetime games all the time. You're playing in playoff games. Like, the winning just matters more. But, you know, it's not for everybody. Like, it just isn't. I think, you know, especially with the draft coming around right now, when the Eagles draft somebody, they have to make sure that player is a different caliber of person than maybe going to a different team. Like, they, they, they have to know if these players are able to come in and handle it. And I would imagine, you know, we talk so much about how they draft Alabama and Georgia guys all the time now until, you know, mixed results. But there has to be a benefit if you're the Eagles knowing this person, like this 20-year-old, 22-year-old person, has dealt with extreme scrutiny. Like we've seen small school guys come here and not be able mm-hmm. to handle it. So it, there, there's, it's just it's a, it's a reality of part of playing for the
2: Eagles. Yeah. Elliot, is there anything that you can see with the dynamic uh, that exists between uh, GM and coach? You know, they're down there walking around, interacting. When you compare the last couple of years to this year, we know, we, we assume that the dynamic that exists is different. We assume that power was taken away from Nick Sirianni. Is there any, can you see any of that when, when you're just around and, and interacting with, with some of these coaches?
0: No, I mean, it looks it's the same to me as, as it always has. You know, I, mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're talking about between Howie and Nick or Nick compared to other head coaches, yes. but, you know, I, I don't think, you know, Nick is not walking around like he's, uh, you know, a fake head, head coach. Hung,
2: like, I, right? Yeah,
0: no, I, I mean, I, I think the the vibe I've gotten from Nick being down at the Combine, and then even at his season-ending press conferences, like, he is an extremely motivated guy. I thought a quote that really stood out to me at the end of the season press conference was, he feels like he needs to prove again that he, that he should be the head coach. So, mm. I, I don't get, like, a sullen sense from Nick. I don't sense any tension between Howie and Nick. I mean, you know, it's not fun, mm. I'm sure, to get up there and and have questions asked about last season, and the first question the whole press conference is about how the season collapsed. Like I'm sure that's not enjoyable, but I but I don't sense any different kind of next. That makes
1: sense. Yeah, Elliot Shore Parks with us here, back from the combine uh, over the last couple days. Elliot, uh, back to Darius Slay for one moment. I'm curious if you think there is a chance that even though he's one of their best players, they show him the door because they're tired of his whatever presentation, his public. Comments on all sorts of different topics. I mean, to me, he'd be the most intriguing guy they could get rid of to signal that they want to take a step back, uh, re- redo the salary cap a different way, and have a different type of locker room. Do you think it's possible with Slay?
0: I think if, if they move on from Slay, it would be just because they feel that he would be a declining player. I, I
1: think Slay, as a, as a person,
0: in terms of the comments he makes, you know, like Twitter, all those things, I think they think very, very highly of play in the building. Like a lot of the, like I'm sure this comment that we're all going to be talking about today about how it's hard yeah. to play in Philadelphia. They, they probably are in the Novacare saying they agree. Like so, I, I don't think they see it as a distraction. I don't. But think do they, they see want it. him
1: saying that? But do they want him saying? I mean, they, he, I can't even remember all the stuff he said that irritated me. But I know this. Over the last four months, he has said a lot that has irritated me. A lot. Yeah, I, I don't think they care.
0: I like. I, I think they 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 like. I mean, he he was voted a captain. The way Nick talks about him, both on the podium and just when you're around Nick, like I, I think they they really like Slay. Now, wow. if they want to go younger at corner, right, and they and they feel sure. like there are free agents to be signed or corners in the draft, maybe they move on from him because of that. But if they move on from Slay, I don't think like his personality or what he says will be a part of it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
2: Elliot, is there any scuttlebutt uh, running back-wise that you can pick up down there? It is incredible how many huge-name running backs are going to be out there and available. Yeah. Uh, can you put the pieces together with the Eagles and any of those big-name backs?
0: Well, I think the good news for the Eagles is because all those big-name backs are available, it's going to be a tough free agency market, I think, for Swift. You think about a few yeah. years ago, Mount Sanders got the $12 million fully guaranteed, or I guess last off-season when he got the $12 million fully guaranteed. like He was arguably the best running back on the market. You saw a lot of guys get franchise tagged uh, last off season, and it doesn't seem that's going to be the case. So I think that with Miles, and there was certainly some you know, coaching staff you saw in the Super Bowl, they maybe didn't trust him a ton, but I think they just got priced out of Miles. I don't think they're going to get priced out of DeAndre Swift. Um, now, maybe they, they want to target a running back in the draft, or you know, maybe they do feel like a Derrick Henry or you know, something like that makes sense. But I think the good news is as you start to read the tea leaves with the free agency market, is that Swift, the idea of him getting what Miles got, I just don't think that's going to happen.
2: Right. Does the salary cap bump mean less than what we might make of it as fans because everyone got it? So it just automatically adjusts inflation-wise? Yeah,
0: so going to the combine, I was, a, I was a, of the camp that, you know, this is probably something the Eagles expected and that you know they were planning for it the sense I got down there was it was even more than they even thought. And I think they normally have a pretty good read on it. So I do think the increased cap is going to to help this team. And I think it could alter plans slightly. Like if you're, uh, you know, James Bradbury, right. I don't know if they're going to end up keeping him, but the $9 million cap hit or 10 million or whatever it is that they would take if they cut him, it is easier to absorb Mm. now. Like you just have more space, but all that being said, it's still money. Like, you know, they can't just go and just throw it around because they have it. Like, any money they don't spend this this season does roll into next season. So you know it's not like if you don't spend it you lose it. So I think they're going to be active. And they have the space to do it. An advantage they have with their money that other teams don't is they probably have the best front office in the league when it comes to writing contracts, uh, you know, and, and kind of locking it down for players. So I think their money matters more. But yeah, I think they even they were surprised at how much it went up.
1: Beat the hammer coming up in just the next couple minutes here. Elliot, let's do a few final things. What do you make of Howard saying, don't be surprised if C.J. Gardner-Johnson's back?
0: Yeah, that was surprising to me, too. I mean, I do think they are going to be active. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson fits the description of a young playmaking safety. Obviously, he's coming off of a season where, you know, he dealt with injuries, but the Eagles have shown a willingness to to deal with games. Yeah, the the only – and look, I certainly trust Howard. Uh, You know, if he says it's a possibility, I fully believe it. The only thing I would say is I just got the sense that when he left last year, like those bridges not maybe weren't completely burned, but I didn't get the sense it was like a fun negotiation between those two sides. So, you know, if he does come back, it I guess they're going to have to mend some, some bridges. But if they can do it, I mean, I know he's coming off a down year, but he was excellent here, and they need young playmaking safety. So it was definitely yeah. interesting to hear Howard say that.
1: Ellie, what would you make of what Embiid said yesterday? I thought it was mostly positive. I know you were there when he talked. What would you make of it?
0: So I know it was mostly positive in the way that it wasn't like catastrophic news, but I personally was was disappointed. Like when I saw that he was going to talk, I thought it was going to be a much more positive update. Like maybe he had practiced or he feels like he's going to start ramping it up. It felt like we didn't get any news yesterday. And to me, that felt like bad. Like, I, I, you know, just from my experience... The only news is he
1: said he intends to play. I mean, I would say the news is he said he intends to play. But
0: like we knew everything he said yesterday, we knew, like through through reports, which are basically Embiid saying it. You know, he wants to play this year. You know, the timeline and all that. So I was hopeful yesterday that we're going to get a more positive uh, update.
1: So the fact that that didn't
0: come, I found discouraging. But I guess you're right that he didn't come out and say it's over. So you know, it was Embiid. That's that's certainly
1: a positive. All right, Elliot, last thing. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Phillies here today. We're all chiming in on things about this season that we're excited about and looking forward to. Give me something of the Phils on the positive side of the ledger you're looking forward to.
0: Yeah, on the positive side, I mean, I guess I would say, I don't know if this qualifies positive, but I am just excited to see this team with real expectations. Like, it's really been yeah. something when you compare to the other, the other, the other teams. Like, they're, they're in the same boat as the Sixers now, where they have been to the playoffs a few years in a row and they have not won it. So I'm just excited to see, A, how they handle the pressure, but I'm really interested to see how the fans treat them. Like, are like, are they going to get – That's true. If they come out to a slow start, are they, are they going to be expected to win? Or are they still just kind of like the feel-good team that people treat them as? So I'm excited for it to get started back up, but I'm very interested just to see how this season goes from a pressure perspective and how the fans treat them.
1: Well, you know, Ellie, great point, and I'll say this. It's similar to something I referenced earlier. I really hope this doesn't turn into – like it has been with the way most of us have reacted to Sixers' regular seasons, which is wake me up when the playoffs start. I know my team's going to make the playoffs. Wake me up when it starts. They've disappointed me in the playoffs. Like I don't put the Phillies in that category. I hope other people don't, but maybe they do because the Phillies have gotten to the playoffs two years in a row and haven't won. I'm looking forward to a rollicking regular season. I'm looking forward to a regular season where I think we can breathe a little bit, seeing the team win 93 to 97 games. And not feel like in April and May, there's a chance they miss the playoffs because I think those days are done.
0: Well, and so that's why you know when you say what are you looking forward to, like what with this team really haven't we seen other than a dominant regular season? Like you know, am I, am I excited that Bryce is back? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. But I've seen him hit big home runs. I've seen Cassiano do it. I've seen Schwarber <laughs> do it. Uh, you know, maybe you you can be excited for Bryce and Scott taking a step forward. But ultimately, I'm just really excited to see if they can handle being like a front runner. And you yeah. know, when the division. yeah, so it's going to be an interesting year.
1: Elliot, good stuff, and uh, nice reports from the Combine this week. We appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk to you some point next week. Thanks, pal. Yep,
0: talk to you there.
1: All right, Elliot sure, Parks.